0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Samalit64 and welcome to the Robocast. As ever, I'm joined alongside...
1: And it's 9132, baby.
0: Yeah, you're back! I mean, I, yeah. saying, I say as ever, you, this is the first time you've been with me since Heat 5. Yes. Yeah, that feels like a long time ago. I mean, the Robo Wars isn't even a uh, thing anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the Robo isn't a thing anymore, it's a bit, it's, it, it was a dark time. You, you um,
0: know, I, I think... Before we actually get on it's... with the the podcast, Andy, you know, I, I think I do kind of want to say a little piece about the end of Robot Wars. It is a, obviously, I'm, I'm sure, oh, a shit. It, it is it's it's very disappointing. I think it's fair to say. But you know what? With you know, robot combat around the world, you know, there's multiple TV shows in China. Battle Bots is back. You know, I I think it's a shame, unfortunately, that we haven't got a TV show over here anymore. But fingers crossed, we can find something, uh, find a home for Robot Wars. I don't particularly think we will, but you never know, we might be able to. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, anyway, as you would have tell, well, I've been able to tell by the title, today we are reviewing the very first Robot Wars series as a whole. Uh, originally we planned to do this for the 20th anniversary last month. Um, unfortunately, due to extenuating circumstances, this is the first time we've actually been able to record since then. And uh, the first recording... It, it, it was great content it just sounded terrible uh that was my bad i had technically goofed on the recording so it's, it's all my fault
2: and i'm the special guest that wasn't announced
0: yes hi chris the the the, the, the 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 very first guest we ever had uh, Masterath, is back for series 1 because obviously you know you know you know more of the classic series than you do of the modern series i think you've only seen series 8 fully haven't you
2: um i saw a bit of a uh, series nine uh mm-hmm. as well when that um started around um but yeah i, I didn't really see so sort of, like too much of that after sort of like lost a bit of interest in it. i mean as a child robot wars was one of the most like the best things i'd watch uh but then sort of, like it felt like so sort of, like the new series that came out whatever it was more like sort of, like, a bit of a nostalgia trip yeah. uh and then, and then nothing else. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, I was waiting for my cue. No,
0: no, I was going I was gonna, I, wasn't, <laughs> I was about to introduce you, but then you, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, sorry. God Although damn I was it. Introduce alongside Anderson, but anyway. No, no. Well, well, yeah. You know,
1: second, second grade guest, you know <laughs> you're, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not worthy of that. So. I what know, I know. to be after right.
2: you? Okay, I'll be before you next time. <laughs> 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 uh, my introduction is just to hey, everybody. I'm Strath, and um, I can safely say this for the first time in my life. Uh, when it comes to a group of gentlemen, I have the best beard because it's the true. other two are clean shaven. So it's, there true. We go. it's true. It's true. Like winning a, f- a. It's like winning a contest when you're the, the only person in it. So there you yeah, go.
0: This, this is this is very true. This is very. Let's <laughs> get on with you this. Up, Robot Wars Series One, um, <laughs> airing back in 1998. Obviously, I don't particularly have many memories of the show back then. Myself, I was only three, uh, two or three. I don't really remember much of Series One. My Memories of Series One mostly come from the First Great War video that was released a few years later.
2: Hey, um, it's
0: Same. it's I still it's, have it. it. I, I I have it somewhere. It's probably in my loft. I should probably find that. But it's I'm looking at,
2: I'm looking at mine right now. It's between an episode of Adventures of the Sonic the Hedgehog on VHS and uh, haven't gotten used for you for some reason. But um. it's all on VHS. Do you
0: remember VHS's <laughs> Um, honestly, you know, you look at World War Series 1 now, obviously it's a it's a, a mechanical and engineering ice age, apart from what you see in the modern series. I mean, you, you, these things are powered by wheelchair motors and made out of mostly wood and tinfoil, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> um, so it,
2: it, it's literally the sort of like the really heavy uh, options you can get in Robot War's Arenas of Destruction.
0: Yeah. And,
2: and 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 the it, really heavy ones you just get from scrap yards.
0: Yeah, and obviously you've got, you know, the, the the show itself—it's so so different then. That's what it is now. Mm. It was called Robot Wars, and yet there was only three fights an episode. Whereas, obviously, in the in the modern series that we had, you know, nine or eight fights an episode it was kind of ridiculous. How the, the early the early years—it was more about how good robot was at performing multiple tasks, like say the trials or the gauntlet. It was it was a very different time.
2: It would have been more so life. It was called like Robot Olympics or something. Because I know it's all like wars. What three battles in a war? Robot yeah. like for a car maybe. Yeah, how, about, or... how about that techno gamers? Remember that? I love techno games. Techno games is amazing.
1: Robot yeah. um...
2: skirmish. That'd be a cool one. Oh, yeah. Instead, then change it to wars in
1: series three.
0: Sword. Right. Yeah, Anderson. What are, what are oh, your, yeah, what are your I, members I, of series I... one?
1: Well, again, I didn't. I actually started watching Robert *Wars was in Series 3, uh, Heat Eye of Series 3. I didn't watch Series 1 until it was uploaded by a rand... It wasn't even BBC World Wars UK. It was slightly before then. I don't know if this YouTuber still exists. I can't remember his name. But he did upload Series 1, and I watched it, and this was before I knew of the wiki. I don't even think the wiki existed at this point. So, of course, I didn't know who won Series 1. I didn't even... I, all I only reason I knew Panic Attack won Series 2 is because Jonathan Pierce bleated on about it every time he saw Panic Attack in a battle. Um, so of true. course was, you know, everything was new. I didn't know that Kilotron was in this series, I didn't know Roblox was in this series. I unfortunately George didn't Francis realize,
2: started in this I, series.
1: Yeah, George Francis started in the series. It was it was quite it was nice to, you know, see all these things that you didn't know. And um whilst I I mean again, whilst I didn't have it the memories that some would have, you know, being a young kid and seeing it, I was I was fourteen when I first saw it. And I'll admit it hasn't aged no
0: i mean obviously as we mentioned before it is an engineering ice age apart from what you see now and it can show sometimes like the, the they are the machines at the time obviously a lot of them were powered by electric wheelchair motors and they are very slow oh boy this Oh boy this! They like, they've all got you know the lead acid batteries the really big chunky things that you can you can get um you know the robots themselves you know, roadblock the winner of the series is literally just a wedge it was the a lower... wedge
2: with a blade on it on the back. No,
0: no, no this, is, this is true. It did have a circular saw, but, it, you know... Uh, yeah, it was,
2: pretty, it, was, it was pretty... It was pretty... It was pretty like... It was pretty much like if, an, if a bunch of ants tried to pick up and move a barn. That'd be about as fast as Roblox was going.
1: Yeah. It, it... Look, well, let's, put, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. One of the more feared and dangerous robots of this series was a pink wheelie bin lid with a wooden pitch... with Sorry, with a wooden pickaxe for a weapon. It's, I
0: mean, the thing oh, is... Yeah. The thing is, like... Nothing in this country until this point. Obviously in America, Robot Wars kind of started around 94. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around that kind of time. And they had a few years to develop by by the time BattleBots had started. And I think it was 99 BattleBots started or something something like that um, as a TV show. Whereas over here, this was all brand new. I mean, I think some of the robots in this series, you know, uh, Grunt and WYSIWYG in particular, they had gone to America and gone and fought over there. So and, and then obviously that sort of knowledge came back. As a result, you know there was less expertise in terms of combat robotics in the UK at the time. In fact, there was none uh, at the t- at the time. There was no you know tournaments you know like they had in the states at, until this point. Everything sort of came from okay, well, let's just go with this. It kind of showed you know, the immaturity of the the technology at the time. It was quite interesting to see how people different people interpreted it.
2: Well, also, you can see, um, especially with the, with the robot wars in the uh, the UK, you could certainly see that, you know, it was fairly new. Mm. Um, a lot of the engineers, this might have been, like, their first combat robot. Yeah. Uh, because you see, like, for example, um, during uh, Heat D, they showed the one-off battle between the Master and Thor. Yeah. Um, uh, and... Y- and that was, what, in, like, 95? So yeah. probably nearly three years before... *Robot Wars actually happened. Of, yeah. yeah, the first series of *Robot Wars came out. Yeah. And in comparison to, like, a robot like The Master, which was, you know, a 90s *Robot Wars legend. Ball. Yeah. And, you know, and you look at, like, some of the designs in and some of, like, how the robots drive in Series 1, you could see that, you know, America had done it for oh, so much longer. Yeah. And, you know, they've... You know, they've certainly been able to evolve um, while we were just sort of, like, getting off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, very much but so. You could see, but you could see that, you know, a few years of that, that then the UK series could be able to make it up to that point, which it did in the end. Yeah. Um, and that's all the thing. It's all, like, showed, sort of, like, uh, sort of like robot in the UK that, you know, this is, like, probably one of the best robots around at that point, like, what, 95 yeah. So it, I think it's yeah. so that in the... years you could, you know, be just as good mm-hmm. um, if you keep hard at it.
0: And it's sort of like a, a good
2: motivator, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it showed that the evolution in the series was very much possible. You know, obviously we'll get to bit, sort of the machines later. But like a lot of the scale, you know, the scale that people took, like, you know, say, for example, Realtor the Bruce to Chaos 2 was a massive leap forward in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time. It was ridiculous. Uh, Anderson, anything to add?
1: Um, one thing that really shocked me when I first watched this series was uh, you could just again tell how new it was by the lack of safety oh like yes <laughs> oh, uh, <boy. laughs> fire, firing weapons um, whilst Nick standing next to the robot uh, would be completely taboo imagine today when, imagine when if testing. You know... Imagine in the pits,
0: and you just have carbide plugged in, ready to go. Like, you would shit your pants. Yes.
1: Yeah, 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 just, literally, it's a case of that, yeah. They would literally just say, this is our weapon, it's a circular saw. And they would literally have it going off right there. Imagine that happened in the pits. Imagine if Dar was just there, and they just went, yeah, here's our bar spinner. You know, I'm not going to do the voice. I'll do it for you. It is crazy, you
0: know, I think Obviously, that again evolved over time as the machines become more dangerous and literally and more lethal. I think in this series, I don't think much would have killed you, um, but obviously, over time. Me, but... Yeah, perhaps, but you know, what, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, well, things
2: probably wouldn't have killed you,
0: but it would but have hurt.
2: You'd go to the hospital definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah roadblocks, roadblocks, blade or re- deer re- re- spike. Recycle, like recycle, flipper. As well. Even by even by Nemesis, you know. Yeah. Nemesis Spike, I would not want to be impaled by that. In fact, if I can go through, you know, metal and everything, it could go through an arm. It was Like, no thanks. Yeah. But yeah, it, de- it was definitely very sort of unsafe. And mu- I don't know if there was like maybe something in the pits or maybe the producers thought, hang on a minute, there's a problem here. This is not safe at all. And they just looked so- and went, yeah, they that's
1: not it safe. It took until Series 3
0: for yeah, that it to happen. Something happened, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so happened seriously, but that's a whole other kettle of fish which we'll get to if we ever review Series 3, which I'm sure we will do at some point. Oh, it's
2: 2021. Here we go. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be nearly 30 by then. It'll be so great. How, how old will we nearly be? Uh, what, in 2021? Depends. Yeah. If you do it after May, I'll be 28 years old. All right. Yeah. I'll, be 20,
1: I'll be 27 after May as well. Yeah, uh, Since we share the same Jesus, uh, that makes me feel old.
2: Uh, oh, God. Yeah. I'm nearly 25, Anderson. That makes me feel old.
1: <laughs> um, I
2: got the last big birthday coming up before it starts being, now you're 30, now you're 40, and I think, I've just wasted another decade, now I'm close to the grave. So, um, <laughs> you know...
0: Nice. Um we'll, we'll move on to the, to the show itself obviously as we mentioned the format very different um you start off uh, with six robots per heat it's kind of similar to series 10 in that respect but the similarities end there oh they end there um it starts off with the gauntlet which is basically a giant assault course where you have to navigate through the field it kind of it's a shame because it, narr- it narrows out a lot of the lower ground clearance machines which probably would have been more effective Uh, In the actual fighting, Uh, if you have a low ground clearance, you can't, you know, go through the ramp or, you know, that sort of way. It's kind of, it's interesting because obviously it it offers, you know, you have to have good driving skill and good power to get through it, but it limits teams in other ways.
1: I'm never a fan of the gauntlet or trials uh, of the first two series, especially... Um, oh,
0: series,
1: series, it, series two. That's a, a series two. I mean, I, I will give series one's gauntlet this. At least it was the same every week, so it was fair. Yes. I will give it that. But the, the problem I have. Bean with... tins. <laughs> Yes. But the problem I have with the gaunt... uh... cans of coke or something like that. I think cans of coke. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, one, one of the problems I have with um the gauntlet, especially you know, was basically the fact that, like you said, it not only did it mean that a lot of robots that would have been better off fighting lost, but also. I felt that it wasn't really a fair way to decide who should win, because a robot in one heat could get 10 metres, let's say, Mm. and it would be the shortest distance covered in that heat and they'd lose. Yet the best robot of another heat only would make eight metres.
0: Yeah, But they're still
1: still the best in that heat. I think that's completely unfair, but, you know.
0: I think what would have been fairer, I mean, obviously it's all relevant now, but what could have been fairer with that is, had they run all the gauntlets together... And then just like the bottom, say, however, got eliminated and then the rest move on to the trials which were randomly selected and then it was a heat from there. That might have been a better idea but it's, you know, it's it's obviously kind of hard to do it that way and complicated and all that jazz. But, you know, it is what it is. The show obviously took that format and obviously later scrapped it in favour of just more fights in series three and onwards. But, you know, I think there's still some kind of, you know, nice feeling towards the gauntlet. You know, I, I, I don't dislike it terribly. It's just... It's it's something different, and you know, it's quite it was quite novel for the time, and you know, I think it's good because it, you know you look at another show like Robotica, that you know the, the Gauntlet kind of evolved into that show, which is quite you know yeah. it, it it does still happen, so if, you know I'm, I loved Robotica's Gauntlet. Robotica's yeah. amazing; it's such I a beautiful it. show.
1: Yeah. See, the reason why I prefer Robotica to this is because unlike. In Robotica, unlike in this one where it was all time trial slash distance done, in Robotica the two robots would head-to-head. compete at the same time and it was head-to-head between those two machines yeah. which I think was made it more fair. You yeah. know?
0: If, that probably would have been a lot of fun. As, and obviously it happened in series 2 but it would have been a lot of fun to see that happen throughout Robot Wars as well, like maybe go head-to-head in the yeah. gauntlet. Maybe. Would have been a... have a um, obviously, you move on from the if you go through the gauntlet, you get to the trials instead of uh, fighting a rat as well. Uh, the Trials uh, was sumo, British Bulldog, I can't remember, it was football... Football, Stock Car uh, Labyrinth. Stock Car Labyrinth.
2: And snooker. Eh? And, and snooker,
0: yes. that's it. Um, Ooh, you bank. Well, well, I think uh, everyone, pretty much that everyone favours the sumo out of those, although I think um, football's also pretty fun for uh, the Trials. Do you two have a favorite of the, uh, of the six? It's um, tough. Well...
1: Hmm. I I probably say the snooker was my favourite in this series. I felt that it was all the fun of the football with more goals. Uh, I mean, what, the way, what was the that I... what was the
0: accent, Anderson? That was, was a bit of Cockney, okay. that was, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit, a bit more goals. <laughs> a few more goals. Sorry,
1: apologise. Anyway, the way I look at it, the thing is actually Series One's go- trials, bar the uh, stock car. In my opinion, were very good. I liked the British bulldog. I thought that was a really cool idea. I liked the uh, the labyrinth. That was really nice. And it annoyed me that, again, in Series 2, they removed, like, because they removed football, not football, they removed, sorry, they removed Snooker, Labyrinth, and British Bulldog, and replaced them with
0: King of the Castle. Which, which, uh, which, of based,
1: King of the Castle, Tug of War. yeah Tug of War was good. That could have replaced the stock car. I'm more than happy with that. But then, you bring in King of the Castle and the Joust, which are essentially just the Second same thing. Of they were the same thing yeah. as well.
0: You know, and, and then yeah. you know, later in the series they made them just hard mode and put two house robots on them instead of just the one. Yes. Which is again kind of stupid, but one of those things, I guess. Um
1: yeah, I think the Castle had two house robots and Jaws had one.
0: Yeah. Um and then obviously after you know, the the worst placing machine goes out of the trials and then you have the four machines uh yeah. fight it out to the finish. Um, you know, two two head to heads and then a final. Uh, at the end of the show, um, with obviously the head-to-heads, the arena at the time was very simple. You know, you didn't have the iconic pit awesome. that came in in series two. Uh, you had a, a lowered grill, which is sort of like, I think it was a couple of inches, wasn't it? It wasn't like a the pit was in yeah, series. But, two. Yeah, it was like an inch or two, yeah. and somehow it just snag everyone. I, don't even know it, it I, th- I think it was. I think it was just low enough that the, people could drive off. Like the grill's
2: like a pit,
0: but like more humiliating. Sort of like a shallow
2: grave. Yeah, yeah. so like, Ooh. oh, you're on this grill. If you had higher ground clearance <laughs> and better in the trials, you would have got off it. But no, of course not. You have low ground clearance because you actually want to maybe, well, I know you're a wedge, get underneath your opponent. But no, we have something to annoy you, Robot Wars Series 1. Hey.
1: I, I think, personally, that Shallow Grave was a much better name than Grill. I mean, imagine J.P. saying, Oh, look, they're, they're stuck in the Shallow Grave! That just didn't think it would sound better. Yeah, I well, know. That,
2: there might have been, like, some, maybe some uh, watershed problems with maybe mentioning yeah, references true. to
1: death. Yeah, true. True. Well, Sure,
2: they have things, like, pictures of Oblivion the and, like,
1: Ball of Doom, but, you uh, know... and dead metal, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, maybe I don't know, but <laughs> maybe they just went. It's a grill. Let's call it a grill.
1: This yeah, is, I guess. This, wait, yeah. this was the no, this was the late nineties. This is for all the snowflake SJW crap. This, this was back. True. This was back when when one of the team members literally called his robot a bitch on TV and got away with. It. This is when Jeremy Clarkson. was... <laughs> I know. I didn't even <laughs>
2: mention that the, the
0: present...
1: This
2: is when Jeremy Clarkson was actually presenter of wars Yeah, so, yeah. S-
0: series one was presented, obviously. By, as we mentioned, Jeremy Clarkson and Flipper Forrester. Um, obviously, Flipper came back. Jeremy didn't. He was busy filming uh, Top Gear after that. I think he just kind of had enough of Robot Wars after one series, um, which was great until he punched an Irishman in the mouth. And now he's yes. got millions and millions and millions of dollars from Amazon to spend.
2: Yes, indeed. Um, Good old gift cards and drones. Great. Yeah,
0: but um, obviously, series one. We've obviously discussed about the 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 format, the layout, and the arena. Let's talk about the robots, shall we? I think that's a, another... Not we're not going to mention every single one because, honestly, I can't remember a lot of them off the top of my head. And Barry,
1: was... Barry, <laughs> Barry. Uh, we're going to go over each heat and just say some of the better ones from them, Yeah, the ones that came Harry. back...
0: Well, they didn't come back. The, the ones that came back and you know, sort of had either success or were memorable in some way. I think that's fair, isn't it? Yep. Yes. So we'll start with the first. There's,
2: heat. There's, sorry, no, the problem well, with that is there's going to be someone who's going to be like watching this stream, and they're going to be either a big fan, like one of the makers or the drivers of one of these robots that's not very well known. They were in like one series, <laughs> only in series one, and they're going to just dislike and be like,
0: "How could you forget me?" That will, that would actually happen. Yeah. Now. You know that's going to actually happen. Now, <laughs> that
2: really. is now going to happen. If not, someone's going to make a troll account God and down. say so. It's going to be you, isn't it? <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm suffering with troll problems as it is on my channel.
1: <laughs> like, I don't do it. Don't do it to others. The thing, the thing is, Chris, for you to actually have troll problems that requires someone to actually watch your videos and comment oh, on
2: uh, True, you know, I mean, one
1: thousand views is, you know,
2: not wrong with the uh, 110 on the other, so that's only 350,000. You know,
1: that's not much. What are carrying things, on. Is Carry on. on. That 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 shared over a thousand videos, by the way. But yeah, okay, That shared oh, over
2: three thousand
1: videos, by
2: the way. To um, Want to put me down? Get the facts right.
0: Subscribe <laughs> to strength in the description bad. below. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. So, Heat one, obviously, the first robot out of the gauntlet. Oh, sorry, out of the uh, the special doors, <laughs> out of the doors. Well, it was the first one that did the did the gauntlet as well, wasn't it? It was uh, Roadblock, of course, the uh, eventual winner of series one. Uh, as we mentioned a giant spoilers. witch it's 20 years old it's not a spoiler no, anymore they're saying
2: spoilers like that first robot out was roadblock it's like oh surprise they went on to win the entire thing
1: I, I know, know it, right I mean, it, it has a point Chris I mean that's like everyone's kind of saying surprise you've got a 20 year old son I I thought I would have yeah. known that to be fair considering I you know, shat it out my, or whatever.
0: My, my thing with roadblock is it's it's okay it has a... that, Sam is that going to be cut as well yes <laughs> with, with... To be honest,
2: most of Anderson's dialogue is going to get cut. I oh think. yeah, I'm actually
0: just going to mute his channel. This is going to be great. <laughs> um, uh-huh. With with Roadblock, I think what's good about it is as, as much as it's just a wedge, it had a lot of personality. Um, you know, it had the the road signs as armor. It had you know, it it looked good for what it was.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially I... when it comes to like a lot of, a lot of the robots uh, of there, they're just sort of like wedges with patterns on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or something like that. Or the wedges with no patterns on it, it's just not, like very little colour or a small amount of colour. But then you have Roblox, which is, you know, it's colourful, it's you know, it it's easily recognizable, it's easily rememberable. So yeah, Um
0: Yeah and obviously, and obviously in series two they put the horn on it as well, which is great.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely. But um yeah, that's 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 the thing about it. That's well, if Roblox didn't win series one, I know it's like 20 years old, but if Roblox didn't win Series 1, it'd still be remembered for you know its design, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And being the first robot out of
1: the trap and going on to win it, so, okay. Yep.
0: Um,
1: there's just, there's uh, four words uh, that I'd like to use to describe Roblox. Ahead of its time. Yep. It was... I, I believe you was very easy. I mean, like, for example, there's only, I mean, you know, other robots, we'll get to some of the robots in a bit, but, you know, robots like, say, Killertron, Nemesis, all that, you know, they were, they were, you know, relatively good at the time, but as the series went on, they either had to be upgraded or just withered away and died. I think, personally, had they entered Roblox in Series 3... It would have done just as well as their successor did, Beast of bobmin I mean. and I personally yeah. think it also would have done if they had entered Series Four with Roblox. They would have potentially been in semi-finals with that as well. It would only be until around Series Five where I would, where you would have seen the the cracks going. But Roblox was a robot that could have performed really well in the entire four series in a row straight I, with minor updates at best.
0: I think purely, purely because of, you know, it is it is literally a wedge. I think that was a good strength of, of Roblox, and it was it was very it seemed very easy to control because it was quite sluggish. That's I think that's fair to say you probably truth, be the only the thing that has
2: to change,
0: you know, during like from series one to
2: four would be slowly increasing speed, not like too much, uh, because mm. obviously quicker robots more difficult to control, more yeah. than not unless you're amazing at uh, controlling it. and mm-hmm. Had like lots of years of experience at it, but you know, so like slowly increasing the power of Roblox. Um, if it went from as Anderson said, to so, like series one to four, then yeah, I could definitely see it being uh, series four, series semi-finalist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it stayed as it is probably not um, because as I said as much as it was good it, that's when so like Series 4 would have been the time I think when the original Series 1 design of Roblox would have become outdated
1: yeah I agree see another good thing about well not good but way of looking at Roblox in my opinion is just it just shows you how far Roblox has come since then like back the, the thing that made Roblox so good was because it was so big bulky and a wedge was yeah. that it just drove around the arena sweeping everything up Whereas now, they want, want to be smaller and compact. Yeah, you want to be small, compact, nippy, you know, agile, which to be honest became a thing really not long after this. I mean, when you think about it, Panic That was exactly huge. Chaos 2 was known for being compact. Razor was tiny. Tornado was a compact machine. You know, and obviously, you know, you look at, I mean, Carbide's tiny. I mean, the biggest champion in the reboot was Apollo, and I wouldn't exactly go and... I mean, you put that next to Ro- uh, roadblock, it looks like a, you know,
0: middleweight sort of thing. Well, I'd the say they're about the same size. They're both, both about a metre long, aren't
1: they? So. And, but come on, width-wise, mate. Come on, the but, girth, but, but, but,
0: but again, Apollo is 110 kilos, roadblock's 80. Mm. So, well, with, drink, the, with the roadblock,
2: um, the thing is also, not only was it big, but it was also, the wedge was high. And that, uh, well, high enough to the point that it would. Uh, robots would also like drive onto its wedge, and then it you could, could maneuver over. itself. So then it could tip it onto its side or over. Yeah. Um, if it was a small one, they wouldn't be able to do that because they'd just get back on their wheels and be fine. So, you yeah. know, I, I'm not sure if that was the intended um, sort of, like design for it, rather than it just being a wedge. But the fact that it was big and bulky and not compact was one of the one of the better advantages that Roblox had in Series One.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Roblox, it, for as I say, for its time, was was well thought out, and I think, I think the, uh, the the term "keep it simple, stupid" or "Kiss," very very prominent here. You know, Roblox was was simple and, as, a, and as and as a result, um, Roblox was effective because it was so simple. Um, I think that's pretty much all there is to say about Roblox for the first series. Uh, obviously, went on to win, um, and had success elsewhere, but obviously. Also in Heat 1, you had Nemesis, which the, the team themselves, uh, Peter Edmund and, and co, are still involved with Fighting Robots to this day. Um, uh, tw- yes. 20 years later, obviously, they, they reappeared on Robot Wars uh, in the World Series with uh, Deator. Um,
2: uh, yes. father of Or, I believe.
0: Yes, ne- Nemesis. Uh, and uh, obviously, they've, uh, they've recently bought, I think they've bought Iron Ore 7 recently to go and fight in China with yeah oh, so oh, okay yeah um nemesis itself <laughs> is a is a far cry from what uh, the modern Deator tour is but um nemesis i remember the um i think it was a behind the scenes episode in series two that they did or the make i think it was the making of World Wars. it was called and they literally said they designed nemesis to look like a cake tin <laughs> and I, I love that
2: that actually makes a lot of sense yeah,
0: it's, on it, yeah. It's, 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 literally, it's literally designed to look like a cake t- or base around a cake tin. Uh, a load of load of spikes to puncture things, and a pneumatic, I think it's got one pneumatic spike at the front, and the fur. It's so iconic. <laughs> I mean, I, the way again? Oh, sorry, go on.
2: Um, yeah, definitely when it comes to, like, a robot that... I was about to say, okay, let's say Deator sort of like a joke entry, you know? I mean, it's not a joke entry. Deator's done a fair amount in Robot Wars. Yeah. You know, yes. uh, t- Team Deertor, you know... Um, Tag team champions. Yeah, tag, tag team champions. Did pretty well in the first world championship as well.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, for its time. What was it? Semi-finalists? Semi-finalists, yeah. Semi-finalists, yeah. Top, top, yeah. top four. Yeah, top four. four. So, top four for a quote-unquote, and I'm using fingers right now, joke entry, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for a, it's probably the most iconic joke entry robot because of the fact that of the fur of the mount that it's caught fire for every time we have to see the boggle eyes where Matilda's chainsaw took him off or Sergeant Bash burns it. Um you know, but it was it was something that was, you know, as said, probably the most iconic joke robot in Robot Wars history. And it stuck around so much that even series ten they made a return.
1: Yeah. Well yeah. the way I look at um Dear uh, there's two things I want to say. Oh, sorry, Nemesis. Sorry, two things I want to say here. First of all, they managed to make a basic machine. Because let's be honest, it was a bit basic. Yes. One of the most iconic and, re- and memorable robots of all time. They yeah. managed to make a basic design that memorable and iconic, which is impressive in itself. And second of all, earlier I said that Roblox was ahead of its time as far as robot as a robot was concerned. In my opinion, the Deitel team were ahead. of all the Nemesis team, whatever you want to call them at the time, were ahead of their time as a team goes what well, mm-hmm. I mean by that is you know at this time you know you're expecting school students socially awkward people you know all that sort of <laughs> stuff yeah of course people had a bit of a laugh and all that I mean the plunderbird guys yes they were in this series and yes they they acted hard and all that but they didn't really start delving on the comedy side of things till around series three bought Embr- embraced, yeah. embraced, embraced that yeah they embraced that from the very start so they were ahead of their time as a team not as a robot And whilst I'm the first to admit Robot Wars is mostly about the robots, you know, you come to see robots battle. At the same time, it's nice to see these people controlling the robots, having a laugh, and getting involved in the spirit of it, which is turn up, smash your mate's robot, go down the pub and have a pint. That's basically it.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. As I say, you know, Nemesis itself, not spectacular, but for what it was, it was a good value. They offered a lot of entertainment, and they were, you know... They encapsulated a lot of, the, I think, a lot of the spirit of Robot was, and that was obviously indicated. They won endless amounts of sportsmanship trophies, in you the, know, the, they always helped out each other, they always helped out in the pits, you know, they're a great bunch of guys, and I think them coming back in series ten and you know towards the end of the show's run was really quite nice. You know, the fact that they were able to have that sort of bookend sort of thing, you know, yeah. they, they, they sort,
1: just... of, sort of sort of, it, sort of brought it to a close.
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was really really quite nice. Hang um, on.
1: Were they in the... Were they in the first or the second episode of the World Series?
0: Uh, first, unfortunately. The, the, oh, the... I know it'd be really I it would have been really good. So they could have started it and ended it. That would have been brilliant. Oh. That would have been really good, wouldn't it? Um, sadly it's one of those things, I suppose. Um, and I think the other main robot in Heat A was a uh, Um as, ah, as
2: the pink thing that went onto JP's old bed springs.
0: Yes, that's Love the. It. Yeah, there's some painful bed springs I've I've heard. Um, you can't be bed with a pickaxe, boys. You can't. Um, the robot itself, I think it got it really. You know, it got a big upgrade in series two. Um, we'll get on to how it did in later series at some point as well. But Killer's one itself, it wasn't a bad machine. It had a decent ac- weapon. You know, it was a very obvious weapon for the time. You know, a lot of robots had spikes and saws, but it had a giant swinging pickaxe which hit both sides, which was quite good. Um, and it was bright pink. It stood out. You know, I think that was another important thing that they had going for them.
2: But also was that not only was Kilotron, um you know, very, uh, sort of like very good in that field, but it was also pretty, pretty nippy for its time. Hmm.
1: I, one thing I liked about Killertron was it see, it was one of the few robots, in my opinion, that was built for anything thrown at it, if that makes sense. yeah. Um, for the time, anyway. For example, some robots were crap at the gauntlet in trials, but would have been good in the arena. Some people were really good at the... Sorry, some robots are good at the arena in trials and were really bad in the arena. Killertron, okay, it wasn't exactly like, you know, it smashed everything out of the park, but it, it was good at both arena and... Gauntlet slash trial sessions. It could do well in the Gauntlet. It could do well in the trials, and it could consistent. do well in the arena and get stuck in. It was consistent. And um, yeah. again, that's it's one of the few robots which basically turns around and says everything I said about fairness and all that is complete rubbish. But of course, you know, one out of ten, you know, one in every ten isn't exactly good. But you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it, it's, it was a decent machine. You know, it. it, it off, I, mean, I think as, as I mentioned earlier, in series two, it got a big upgrade in, on the weapon department, and it really started to cause some damage in that series. Um, but it was decent enough, you know. It, it caused damage to Sergeant Bash inadvertently, I think, because it was, you know, it, <laughs> it was getting it was getting attacked by Sergeant Bash, when it caused the damage, so. Eh. Um, but, you know,
2: <laughs> I, I think, no wonder they got rid of that on Bash anyway. So yeah,
0: I like how they they just introduced a bent saw at the back eventually, which just you know just, yeah. just to, to signify. Yeah, I know it kept breaking. Um, <laughs> with um, with one, um it appeared in series one, two, and four and Extreme. Um, obviously, it missed out series three. I think that hurt it quite a lot because yes. in, in series they, they... in series two they were very series. good. They finished fourth, didn't they? in Series two. Yes. And then in series, three uh... they didn't appear. Series
1: four they were out in round two. So, you know the, the... Well, the, the evolution from series two to series three alone was massive, yeah. and then from series three to series four is even bigger. So yeah. missing out an entire two evolution periods is just. You know, gonna screw you over in the long run. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the way it
0: goes. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, that's, that's the way the cookie crumb was, I'm afraid. No, no, no,
1: another quick thing about Killertron I think it's actually quite an interesting time capsule at the time. I didn't realise how big wheelie bin lids were back then. Yeah. I mean, Jesus mm. Christ, that thing was huge. It was a long
0: boy, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs>
1: It was. I mean, what were people throwing in their bins in those days? I mean, bloody hell! I didn't know with that. The mobile either. phones.
0: The mobile phones were massive back in. Yeah, those. that was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It> makes <laughs> sense. This brick brick was, this was <laughs> no, this
1: <laughs> was back right when you could actually probably make an, a featherweight out of a mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much they <laughs> nah, weigh.
0: Still be a heavyweight.
1: Brick Nokia's are pretty <laughs> heavy.
0: Um, obviously, was heavyweight. Killertron okay. came second in that heat, and uh, you know, obviously, it got its improvement in series too, but it, it kind of fell off from there, and that was the most notable standouts of Heat 1. I think, you know, that's pretty much yeah. uh, Heat 1 wrapped up. Obviously, Roblox went on to win that Heat. Uh, Heat 2, we'll start off with, I think, um, Heat, we'll start with the Heat winner, which was Recyclops, Rex Garrard, who was the creator of Brum.
1: Uh, who? Indeed, yes. Fry probably never went on to make any interest in Roblox. don't even know. Yeah, about I, mean, it, I, but...
0: I don't think I've ever heard of him, to be honest with you. I, I'm actually uh. looking at the Wikipedia page right now. Um <laughs> He <laughs> said this
2: page needs some editing.
0: Yeah, who is who is Rex Garrod? Uh, Rex Garrod obviously <laughs> very famous in the early, particularly the early days of robot combat. Uh, Recyclops entirely made out of recycled materials. So I don't think he's bent to uh, much on the machine itself, and it was such a lovely looking thing. It oh, had... it had
1: so much personality. Again, for a Series One machine, as far as personality is concerned, again this was ahead of its time. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be saying that a bit actually, quite a bit, because whilst this was a primitive series, there were a lot of robots. There were some good in ideas the in there, weren't there? That had some good ideas that obviously went on to be part of the evolutionary process. I mean, for example, Recyclops, not only did it look really good, it also was the first robot to feature a front hinge flipper. there
0: there's also that, okay. that f first yeah, robot yeah, period yeah. to have a flipper. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry. If I thought sort of a flipper, okay. In all fairness, he hadn't quite figured out that it would be easier to put it on a wedge than put it on an extending tongue, but uh, you know, I'll let that slide because it makes it a little bit more fun to
2: watch. Yeah, <laughs> but then that whole idea of the uh, of the of the front hinge flipper became Cassius. Yeah, so...
0: yes. yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, Recyclops fa- uh, famous for being Rex Harald's first machine, but also was the first robot to flip a house robot. Oh um, yeah, Matilda got flipped fl- flipped over. Matilda, it, it was. It was a decent machine for the time, I think you know again had it had its drivetrain been a bit stronger in the final it probably could have won it but um it's one of those unfortunate things that you know you, you buy these recycled parts it doesn't necessarily guarantee the uh the rigidity let's say and the um you know the strength of the machine itself unfortunately one of those things um, well, the
2: fact that it was actually made out of recycled parts you know is yeah, you know, probably one of the uh, one of the more interesting things about it. That and the fact that its ground clearance was bugger all. Yeah, it was quite a low. You know, quite and a low and boy. It still Area. made it through its trials.
0: Yeah, it, so, it, it, it did very well. Uh, it, it's uh, in the gauntlet run as well, so that's that's quite good.
2: Yeah, that, that's one of the things where even though it was from what we'd seen in the first heat, where having a high ground clearance for the gauntlet is pretty, you know, is pretty much essential. Yeah. Um, for a robot to have zero ground to still make it through that, and then make it through the heat, on possible controversial grounds, depending on what your opinion
0: we'll, is, we'll get to that in a uh, second.
2: But um, yeah, for that or whatever, it just proves sort of like that. Recyclops was, you know, was a world beater. It could have been, yeah, you know, it it easily
0: could have been the series champion. Yeah.
2: Definitely, probably the second most impressive robot
0: in the series. Yeah. Well, some so, so would argue the next machine is, and the next machine, obviously. So, obviously, we've just mentioned Recyclebox, made entirely out of you know recycled parts, very cheap. This is the other other end of the scale. You know, it's it's interesting that you have these parallels in Robot Wars a lot. You know, you have an expensive machine and a cheap machine. The expensive machine, of course, being Mortis. Um, boo! Pinball. Boo! Right, just got out of the
2: way, so the commenters do not have to say it. Right,
0: Mortis okay. is even
2: though that
1: was fake
0: mortis is you know for the for the time oh, it was so was so far ahead of itself you oh know, yeah it had yeah. You know, aerospace oh, materials gosh. it had you know you know electrically powered powerful axe for the time you know it was quick it had t- tank tracks it was nippy it had it had everything going for it really strong armor. it was it was such
1: Stream, a such
0: a yeah it was, it was such a beautiful machine and i think The fight that they had with Recyclops at the end of the heat, this was easily the best fight of the series, except for maybe the grand final. It's
1: between those two, let's be fair. Yeah, there's there's, there's not
0: much in terms of fights in Series 1 that are that good. And the fight between Recyclops and Mortis is is such a good... I think this was the showcase that said, look, this is actually a really cool thing. You know, it could be an actual sport. You know, you look at the two fighting and... There's no clear winner. I think, you know, Professor Donald Sharkey, who has judged literally every single fight in Robot Wars on TV, literally every single one, has said this was the one that he found the most difficult to call. They wanted to yes. call it a draw, but they weren't allowed to.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible just how... And again, I mean, this is something, you know, a battle with this significance you'd expect to see in, like, series three or four, you know, when things are developed. Now, first, second episode... And we yeah. see a battle of significance, and what is what I find great about it is that, again, it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. One's an axe, one's a flipper. One's made out of recycled parts. One's you know made out of, you know custom made. Apparently worked out like you know t- custom made and cooked. You know, I think they said the parts equal up to ten grand, didn't they? This series.
0: Yes, uh, ten yeah. thousand pounds for series
1: one. Ten thousand pounds for this series. I mean, you know, it's just interesting. And you saw everything. You saw good driving. You saw. Um, you know, to, uh, you know, good evasive manoeuvres, even if it was just sitting on top of Mortis. Uh, you know We saw we we you know we saw Shunt's amazing damage. Oh, I was gonna do that bit I was waiting <laughs> for that.
2: And Mortis is taking more damage. Dunk. dunk, <laughs> dunk. Uh, Seriously, I'm on I'm on the rules wiki right now and it literally says Shunt pushed Mortis further onto the sidebars and tapped its armor with its axe. <laughs> that is what it says. Uh, you
0: know, I'm Show More... actually series one was awful. It it really was. Like, it, it, it has it got, it got so much better in the two, in oh. particularly three. But you yeah, know, M- Mortis no one would have remembered Shunt. No, Mortis itself, you know, you look at the design. It looks sleek. It looks stylish. Well driven. Rob Knight. You know, I think until, uh, obviously involved in series two a uh, season two of uh, ABC's Battle Bots uh, with evolved and Overlord, which is a hell of a complicated thing, and it's wonderful to watch. Um, mm-hmm. You know. The, you know this team—they offer something different. They always offer, you know, a, a good sense of fun. You know, there was like they like—I think they liked playing the, the boo boys, didn't they? Really, they liked playing the, yeah. the villains. And
1: Bad yeah. Yeah. everyone claimed them to be dicks. And the funny thing that makes me laugh is one—they couldn't have been further from the truth. They're all nice people. And two, they embraced it. They loved being booed. They—they—you they, know—they didn't care. They yeah. were like bring it on. We can handle it all.
0: You know, I, I do think you know. For the time, I think Mortis is easily the most capable machine in Series 1, you know, technology and design-wise. It probably, had it been in the final, probably would have beaten Roblox, but that's the way Roblox falls, you know, the machine gets damaged. Obviously, they they broke their their weapon motor, I think it was, which caused them to have to rely on the driving, and it, it didn't quite work out.
1: Yes. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Chris was going to go in there. Sorry, I thought um, Chris was going to go. No, no it, there you go. Yeah. A, no, yeah, it's it's it was a shame, but at the end of the day, that's how robot wars works, you know. Um, these yeah. things happen.
0: Yeah, one of those things. Um, next in that heat, we'll go to a, the first entry from Team Joint Effort. The robot that brought us is GBH2 Facet GBH, and in this series, it was Scrapper. I with so many swords, I can't
1: even count them. It, it, I'm, I'm just gonna be blunt with this one. It wasn't very good, was it? It, <laughs> but it,
0: fe- it <laughs> fell over. It ran into yes. the side of Recyclops and fell over.
1: Yes. It lost by being pushed over by Free Cyclops. <laughs> which, by the way, was was actually a contender for shortest battle record until um, until uh, Cunning Plan beat Demolisher later on in this series.
0: Yeah, it was. I, th- I will say, you know. They get much better to uh, teams joint effort, but you know, Scra- Scrapper was an interesting machine, you know, in itself. It, you know, it was it was better driving backwards than it was forwards. It was you know more effective, which I find hilarious. Again, probably showing the naivety of the technology at the time and the, you know the technology and skills available to people, but you know no, what.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, if there was ever a robot that screamed. Series one robot, it'd be scrapper.
0: Yes, mm. yes, absolutely.
1: It had, like I said, it had saws which were completely useless. But everyone thought they were an amazing weapon at the time. High ground clearance was unstable for some reason. Was better in reverse. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Um... <laughs> it's, it's just that wonderful, is? isn't it?
2: Why was not a kill in series one? This could this can push a
0: strawberry. <laughs> 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 that would have been amazing. Re- they were awesome. They were awesome. They were great. But uh, just, I, just, just, I, I will say, you know, you know, Scrapper itself, it, it's not a terrible machine. It's you know, it worked. It worked throughout, which is good. Um, you know obviously you it just came it, across some stiff
2: competition, you know, that was Yeah. That was, well, a, and being pushed over. A slightly uh, a
0: slightly raised slope. That's uh, whew, yeah
2: tough oh, going okay. well, It's like you me after to, a drunk night out, to a... I gotta walk up a slope as well. You know, that's pretty difficult to do. So no. The scrapper is the drunk robot, really,
1: in that yeah. point. Yeah. It yeah, takes
2: me about yeah. half an hour to get home after that, so <laughs> all
0: right. Anything
1: else to add to uh, Scrapper? Um it was it was it was good to be scrapped.
0: Yes. Well it didn't get scrapped for another series, you know, the chassis at least got moved on to GBH, which oh, is gosh. which is <laughs> <interesting>.
2: <laughs> Yes, that yes, that very small fall, the
1: robot just goes gone. Okay. In all in all fairness, I mean that is one thing you have to say, give, give the team credit for. They were able to take the chassis from this, let's be fair, fairly poor robot and turn it into something monumentally good the next series.
0: Well, they, they just turned it around as well. I think that's, yeah. I think that's hilarious. They obviously, obviously realised, oh, wait, it's better in reverse than it is going forward. Um, and... And whack the
1: front and whack scoop on the front of it. Yeah. And I'm saying this now, Had I personally believe this, had GBA, had there not been Gauntlet and Charles and there had been straight battles... I think personally GBH could have been a grand finalist in series 2
0: yeah probably
1: I, I honestly believe that
0: yeah one of those things um, yeah, yeah. Mo- moving on from the scrap from the scrapper team we have to mention them. I know a lot of people you like to, like to bag on this team for you know being unfairly in a series semi-final and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what? It would not have been the early World War Series without them. You know, the, the Dartford Girls, David Crosby and Detonator. Um, you know what? This, again, much much like we mentioned earlier, the fact that, you know, you've got some teams with these massively high budgets. This team epitomised, you know, a team that were willing to give anything a go. And I think that's We, we went to, to the wrong
2: school. We should have gone to the one where Mortis were at, damn it.
0: They, they, they should be lauded for at least, you know, coming back year after year with, you know, a machine that mostly worked, and yes. having a go- And they, they got a few good scalps as well in their time. Yeah, I, I will. I will say this, right? Yes, their
1: robots weren't good. All right, then we can all agree with that. Yes. yes. Yes, you know the robots were falling apart towards the end of it. But there's two things. But there's one thing I love about them is that they, they didn't care. They yeah. came back for the fun of it. They came back for the enjoyment. They knew that their robots were rubbish. They admitted it, and they didn't care. And I'm going to say it now. I honestly, and I think most people agree with me when I say this, when they didn't return for Series 6 onwards, Robot Wars felt a little bit empty.
0: It wasn't the same. I,
1: I, 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 <laughs> I mean, you can say that about a lot of teams and a yes. lot of machines, but, yeah. but it just it felt a little bit... It felt like a void had been left open, let's put it yeah. that way.
0: Um, I, I, I know Napalm itself isn't, it is not not the most spectacular robot in the world, let's face it, it was pretty pointless in Series 5, wasn't it? The rake was alright. <laughs> it no. still no.
1: past the first round. Napal- still made it
0: still past the first round Nap- in Series 5. Napalm, <laughs> you know what? It, it, I think it was fun to watch you get beaten up. I think that's I think that's good. You know Watching Stegosaurus <laughs> wreck Napalm in Series 3, who didn't like that? <laughs> Do yeah. you think it literally just
1: fall apart into the well, falling in the fit in series four, a Shadow and Napalm? Yeah. Fucking yes. That's yeah. what I like to see.
0: You know, it just not even flat out not moving against Wild Thing. <laughs>
1: you know, I it, I, I, technically, I, this is another thing that makes me my mind frizzle. Is just think about this: had the producers not gone all dick on them and actually had let Mortis just say, "Nah, sod it, we lost fairly." Napalm would have been a top eight finisher in Series 2.
0: Can, can we not? Can we just not?
1: <laughs> it, mate, if it had beat Panestack, I would have killed myself. I'm not even joking. Gonna... <laughs> mate, the, the, the
0: community... if actually if that was aired now, like the community would have lost their heads had Napalm ended up in the top eight. Oh, God. The people on Reddit
1: who wouldn't have fingers anymore because they have been smashing the keys on their keyboards. <laughs> Smacking them in their massive chins. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I find it funny you know Napalm never went out in round one in any se- or destination. never went out in round one in any series that it was in um, and race did Napalm was better than that's... Reason, well, well,
2: that's, that's another thing that Anderson's going to have now to have a go at people who say Race is the best ever and everything he's just going to be like right you know this I
0: will <laughs> say I'm it now. You know, Destinator do get its warriors' funeral against frenzy when they fought in the War of Independence, okay. which is which is great. Um, again, as we mentioned, it wouldn't have been road wars without them in the early years, and I honestly I am happy that they did enter. They they offered something different, and they were a lot of fun to watch. They were a good team, and huge credit to them for doing that. Moving on to Heat Three, um, we'll start with what's this?
1: This is this is original series, not new series. It's Heat C.
0: Oh, sorry. Get He's... it right. All right. Heat C. Kick Good some boy. butt. Kick
2: some butt. Kick some
0: butt. <sighs> okay. let talk about Plunderbird first, please. Let's talk about Plunderbird, because we, we mentioned Plunderbird already. The most wonderful team. The most oh, wonderful team. Yeah, um, they're definitely serious. They're, 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 as I've gotten older, I appreciate Plunderbird a lot more. Like When I was younger, I was just kind of like, these guys are stupid. As I've got older, I appreciate them so much more, they're so funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: I um I actually met these guys at Cosford Air Cosford Air Festival, oh god, must have been two thousand and three, I think. So I was about nine. And you know, I had to give this team credit. I mean most of the kids that were there, they were coming up, they were getting their shit, so I never had a picture taken next to Plunderbird or Bigger Brother. There was also yeah, there was also Bigger Brother there, so there was Ian Watts there, and Kim Davis there was panic attack as well. They were just static display, that was it. And then, of course, it's Bondi team. Now, most kids just sodded off after having their little autographs taken and all that, but not little nine-year-old Anderson. Now, he, he, had, he, he asked them every question under the sun. He asked them about—I asked, literally asked them about—you know, why they lost this battle, what happened here, what was, did you find out what was wrong here—and they were actually shocked to see a kid ask all these, these, these uh, you know, intelligent questions because they never really had that before. And I must have been there with my mum and dad for like an hour two hours and they were answering all the questions they signed all the merch i I asked them to sign and they were all they were lovely all of them all of them and these guys especially and i don't they probably aren't watching this none of these people who were part of that were watching this but if you are I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day, out of your busy day, to do that for me. That was very kind of you. And also, again, I'm going to use those four words again, but ahead of its time, because... Mm. Pl-
0: Plunderbird, yeah, really I, was, Plunderbird 1 really yeah. was ahead of its time. Um, obviously, it's, interchangeable had, weaponry yeah. is now much more commonplace with like various weapons and such for different opponents. Plunderbird 1 was, a very, I think, the first in the UK, at least, to do this. Yeah,
2: with, the, with the UK, it started with Plunderbird.
1: Yeah.
0: Think about just, that, fans. Well, it started with Plunderbird. Just think about
1: this as well, right? A lot of, um, you know, like, for example, you know, the front hinge flipper, that re- or the flipper in general that recycled sports to Robot Wars, that was started to be emulated the next series. Uh, you know, things like that, the self writer mechanism that Cassius brought to Robot Wars. Again, by the next series, that was becoming a big thing. Interchangeable weaponry wasn't a big thing in Robot Wars until Series Five when tornado finally started. In fact, no, I don't know. not series. Um, I think it was six. It? Yeah,
0: I think they had they had, yeah. the, they had the scoop in the world championship in series in extreme, but yeah. it wasn't really like it didn't become like commonplace until series six. Yeah.
1: So I mean, that's a whole five series ahead of mm. its time. There, that's which has got to be a record, I'm sure.
0: They, it was it was impressive because like you wouldn't expect. That teams to come up with like something so innovative for the time. Maybe it was to do with budgets. Maybe other people thought about it but didn't do it. I don't know. But for whatever reason, it was Plunderbird that came up with the, like the initial groundwork for interchangeable weaponry. And obviously now that's fairly commonplace. You know, different. You know, say Thor, for example, has different axe heads. Carbide has different bars. Big Nipper
1: has could switch between clifting claws and a flywheel. Um... Yeah. So you know, so on and so forth. So on and so forth. <laughs> it's, yes.
0: it's 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 a, it's amazing that you know. An idea like that was started so, so long ago, and it's it's now obviously taken much more of a route, you know, because it's you know you could tailor your machine to different opponents. But that was kind of the start of it, really. It's, it's it was impressive to see.
2: Perhaps it also it could have been the first time we could have seen, you know, uh, a robot be, you know, uh, a team be forced to retire and a losing team come back. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it, was, it, it was didn't happen. No. But uh, yeah, about our uh, dreadnought, catching Fire.
0: Well, seriously you mentioned Dreadnought. Let's let's talk about Dreadnought. Well, um, hang on can
2: I can I just finish up on Warwick. Warwick on... <laughs> Can I can I just finish up on um, Plunderbird one first? Of course you can. Um, oh, would just be well, Shun did a little bit more damage to uh, <laughs> uh, with it with its with its axe. It's like trying to hack at it with a ruler. You know, <laughs> like a meter-long ruler. You put all your effort into it, and you're trying to hack into it. You could probably do about the same amount of damage as Shunt's axe did.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not wrong. It's really not wrong. Um, moving. moving on to Dreadnoughts. Dreadnoughts had... Sorry. Dreadnought had a lot of problems in Series One with electronics <laughs> catching fire, literally every round. Um, right. So I don't have a lot of problems full stop dude. I mean, it, let's be fair. it did. It did. It wasn't the, it wasn't the best of the machine. It was made out of fiberglass which is about as useful as I don't know wet tissue paper. It's, it's just not. Yeah. You know, it's what the one
1: series actually performed properly and didn't break down was series 4 by which point it was hopelessly outdated. Mm.
0: It was right in series 3 until, until it broke down against Trident.
1: Trident, yeah. And and even
0: then it was quite close. Yeah. Um, but in Series 1, Dreadnought, it was a heavy, heavy old boy, wasn't it? I think it was 90 kilos.
1: Yeah, for the time, which is... which is, I think it was the second heaviest robot in the Series, and I think it was 94 or 96. It was one of those. It was, days, it was, like, a,
0: it was a hefty old thing, was uh, Dreadnought. What? Yeah.
1: Series... Go on. Oh, so I was just going to say, what I thought was really funny about it is it was this big thing, but it had these little, tiny, little, pokey... They were tiny. F- the
0: lifting like forks t- were absolutely... Honestly, they were so small at the front of Dreadnought. It was ridiculous, but it, made a cool noise though. It did. It did make a cool noise. I will say, Dreadnought is probably one of the better-looking machines in the whole series. It, oh yeah. Every yeah. series it turns up as well. It always looked good.
1: Like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know,
0: I Especially think that's what
1: the series three and four. Oh god.
0: Yeah, the, the, the sort of grey livery that it's got uh, was really nice. You know, the fact that yes, it was never really that competitive the team always had fun they were always nice to see around um they, I think they enjoyed getting getting a good be- uh, particularly against Thermidor two in series four but, you know, I think they really had a lot of fun with that didn't they yeah
1: <laughs> what what I uh, yeah what what i that, that I was just about to mention that that is one of my favorite moments I guess from series four was this their robot was literally getting ripped to shreds in front of them yeah and they were just laughing at it oh they didn't care and yeah again it just Go, I mean, just. I mean, I, don't, I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to see your harder, you know, your harder work and your harder money go down the drain, as it were. But the fact that they were able to look at that and just say, "Who cares?" Yeah,
0: that was that was fun. It,
1: makes them, it actually makes them one of my favourite teams because they, they, they were always up for a laugh as well. They weren't they weren't like Team D H or Team Blunderbore or you know, it's a Crovelot's team where they 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 had a massive gimmick to be fun. Yeah. They just turned up, had a laugh. And that was I it.
0: They did their best. Yeah. And and, and do you know what, they, they weren't you know, the, their robot wasn't terrible they, again, much like uh Detonator, they never went out in round one ever. So they always you know, they always turned up and did a job, which it was it was always nice to see with uh with Dreadnought. Um shall we move on to Robot the Bruce? You know, um, hang on. I got, uh, Bruce, well,
2: the thing, the thing especially about um you know Dreadnought, it was it was as you guys said already, a very good looking thing. You know, it never went out in round one, which means it's one of only four robots to complete the gauntlet both season, both series.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it it was a, did that. Yeah, it was, a, it was an impressive machine. It was uh? It was, it was Dred- well, Dred- the other K-
2: three were Nemesis, Mortis, and Roadblock. So, and then, then there's Dreadnought.
0: Yeah, Dred- Dread- Dreadnought was the only one to to finish it both series, which is quite quite crazy when you think about it. Hmm. Um, moving on from Dreadnought, we'll move to. Uh, robot the bruce who obviously went on to win series three and four in its new guys chaos two um yeah. i can't remember the guy's name was it george francis i think it was
1: i don't know i mean he's definitely not going to go on to make you know one, one of the most influential robots of all time and win two back-to-back series I've, no. you know he's probably probably a one war wonder you know yeah i, I am
2: know. from the future <laughs> address him as sir george
1: francis give him his proper title yes sorry is he, gonna, is he is he going to be knighted please mate all right queen liz, i would love I, know it. You wa- I know queen liz we know you're watching this knight oh, george francis <laughs> okay. i will, I will
2: right, say george francis we need a sir in robot wars i will say this
0: george francis obviously knew what he was doing with robot the bruce because it was it was just a lot of power and traction and it worked and it obviously had I think it had Sinclair C five batteries in, or motors inside it, which were quite hefty old things. Mm. And it was driven superb obviously it was driven superbly. Of course it was. Um well... it's, George, George, it's it's George, you know, let's face it. But Yeah, okay.
2: And and until its last moment in Series One, it was driven superbly.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it was it was so basic. It was
2: a it near worked. perfect
0: run. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. And I think it, I, I've got a big soft spot for see-through machines. My favourite machine is Terahertz. You can see all inside it. It looks fantastic. Mm. It can see, you what your dirty bugger. You can see all inside Robot the Bruce. It's so... Clean, oh, yeah. Man.
2: Sam had X-ray goggles. Geez, the funny dad. <laughs> what? What? I, it, what it, it, no, he'd, no, he'd, he'd just look at, like, televisions and computers and go, yes!
0: Yeah. Oh, That's oh. So oh, awesome. Trust man. me, I would. Trust me, I would. Uh, Anderson.
1: Yeah, cool. What I lo- what I love about Robot the Bruce is every robot we've discussed so far has had something memorable about it, like, you know, for example, Destinator and Dread and their few robots were all rubbish, you know. Uh, Dreadnought looked good, Nemesis looked entertaining, Ponderbird had its interchangeable weaponry. The one th- thing about Robot the Bruce that I really like is that it was it just didn't bother with any of that. It didn't bother trying to stand out, it didn't bother trying to look cool, it did it just it was as basic as it could possibly be. It was be so and focused, simple and focused. But focused all of the effort and attention on the power of and, the robot. Yeah, the engineering it, itself. It's basically the, it's basically the complete. Yeah, exactly. It's the complete opposite of Nemesis. Nemesis focused on being, on making a simple design entertaining to look at. Mm-hmm. Robot the Bruce focused on making a simple design powerful, mm. and that is An the difference between a robot like, Yeah. Yes. Yeah that is the difference between a cake tin that catches fire, and a grand finalist. And th- no, that's no disrespect to Nemesis at all. Drove on a ramp and fell off. But yeah. Yes, that's no disrespect to-, to Nemesis at all. But that is why Robot the Bruce is actually my second favourite robot from Series One. It's believe
0: uh, it or not. You know, again, it is simple. It is, f- and it is very effective. You know, and I know. Obviously in future series George would have gone to have monumental success with Chaos Two in particular. You know, Chaos itself wasn't exactly terrible, it was just very unlucky. Um mm. but it, it, it could see it laid the groundwork quite clearly, and you know, and it and I'm glad that we got to see a lot more of, of George's fantastic engineering skill at the time going forward. It was great. Um I don't think there's really much to say about Roll With the Bruce, unfortunately, because it is there's not much to it. It's literally just a box. <laughs> it's a see three box. <laughs> It's
2: a box and it shoves, and yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's literally it.
1: Basically, I guess you could say prototype tornado. Yeah. At a
0: push. Yeah, at a push. Oh, at, at a push. Nah, Robot the, <laughs> <at> <laughs> Roll, Roll the Bruce is
1: better. Uh, actually, I actually wish that that pun, I
0: thought that up then. A, that was, inc- <laughs> that was an incredible.
2: Oh, just think of like a dream match between like, like Robot the Bruce and Early Tornado.
0: There would be one win. Well, t- yeah, tornado, tornado would
2: win. Would, yeah, tornado would win. <laughs> I know, but it's still be fun to see. An you know. You know, early tornado. I meant so, like first series are in tornado.
0: Yeah, they were still. They probably still it. win. Yeah. Uh, um, moving, we'll move on. Um, heat three was won obviously by Robot the Bruce uh, beating Wedgehog, who is actually uh, now owned by the Apollo team. So there you go. Mm. Now you know. Um, moving on to heat four. Heat four was a little bit different to most heats because it was. Consisted entirely of featherweight robots, which are extremely... I think they're... I can't remember the weight limit at the time. Um, but currently the weight limit for featherweights is 15 kilos um, in every machine. Um, was it was it 12 kilos at the time. Yeah,
1: although none of these robots
2: actually got that heavy. No. Well, it, cunning, well, Cunning Plan kind of did. And that was like, Kind of did. That, yeah. was, like, that was like 11. C- cunning Plan oh, yeah. but was... Then the rest of them were sort of like 6.
0: Yeah, they're all light, light, light boys. Um, oh yeah, cutting them out easy, just like you. Cunningham went off to went on to win that heat, which uh, was a built built by a gentleman called uh, Oliver Steeples, who went on to build Griffin. And um, these, for for a while, he was working uh, on the new Star Wars films. He he built the R two D two and and for for Star Wars, the Force Awakens, which is kind of quite a cool. Uh, you know, way of going about your career, isn't it? You know, and and starting from broad wars and then moving on to Star Wars, it's kind of quite the leap forward, really.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm also right in thinking that he actually. I, I don't know if I'm 100 percent correct with this, but I believe he also created the first ever ant Wait But I don't don't quote me on that. I, I don't know whether I'm mix, mixing it with someone else. Is that before but... Combat
2: Ant
0: came along and just wrecked everything? Yes. Oh, much, much before that. Much before that. Um. I think no, there's not, the, there honestly there aren't that many notable teams or machines in heat four because um again much like uh, it wasn't actually featured at all on the first great war v h s so I, I don't particularly know too much about heat four I would like to point out demolisher though yes um who <laughs> well, won well, the well, featherweight
2: championship in series two mm-hmm. yeah. um but so technically technically since this is all done with featherweights technically does that make cunning plan the first featherweight champion in raw wars?
1: In the UK uh, te- Technically not because it wasn't an actual competition for yeah, featherweight.
0: it was. It was. It was in the main competition. It wasn't actually a separate. Yeah. Spiritually, yeah, it was. It was. I would. I, I.
1: will say this. Uh, Cunning plan was obviously robbed in the grand final and would have won. <laughs> yes. Um. Had Tracy not decided to dry hump it today. Well, we will we'll get uh, to the
0: grand final uh, in a second. But uh, I actually do. hand there, nice. <laughs> No, no, it was, like, a saying, like a saying. But I say, like I say. But I do actually want to PG, mention PG. the uh, the vector of Armageddon machine in Heat Four. Any ideas what that went on to become?
1: Armageddon um, from what? He, but, oh yeah, went to become uh, Corp Punishment in Series Two and Three. Why yeah. like nine? And 259, okay, yeah, yeah. the, the single most overrated robot in the history of robot combat.
0: Start your flame wars in this video only.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also,
0: don't dislike the video yeah. just for
2: that. Go to Anderson's channel and flame in there.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously,
0: Adam Clark, <laughs> let's face it, uh, his robots may not have been that successful, but they were spectacular to look at. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, it what does
2: it just because of the, the you know, as uh, we said at the start, at the start of this video, Uh, With things like um, like all the robots have things like washing machine modes and everything, they're pretty heavy. Um, Yet these robots are like what twelve kilos and less. Yeah. Most of us have probably lifted up things that are more than twelve kilos.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a robot that you could just literally just lift up and work out with if you wanted to. Yeah.
0: Um, So you can't really
2: say much, for example, with Barry. Yeah. Unless you're (laughs) like really beefcake. Um, but the. Yeah, so it was, it was very interesting to see. So, like these robots could still run, even though they were, even though they had such a, you know, such a small uh, weight allowance.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, which
2: was staggering.
0: Yeah, it was it was very impressive stuff for for the time, certainly. Um, so we'll move on to heat five. Again, not too many in, in terms of you know returning notable machines in in heat five. Um, the winner of the heats and uh, probably the most recognisable robot was Body Hammer. Um, which at the time was Mm. driven by Robin Herrick, uh, part of Team Cold Fusion, who had plenty of success with Pussycat in later wars. Um, And it even featured in the reboot series in series 8 and 9 with Killy Cranky and Cranky, uh, who beat Razor. (laughs) Way! I'm not sure (laughs) if they beat
2: Razor, more like they just both
0: Destroyed them no, so. they, no, no, they, they absolutely did that on purpose. I, I spoke yeah, to Robin They cut themselves they they
2: totally out too. I'd, I'd say it was just more like, I'm, I'm taking you with me. Yeah, that's just what that's they what
0: did. They, yeah.
1: yeah. That's what they did. But they so technically, they were the reason why Razor lost. So that, that just True. says it right now. If Razor has a weakness, it's Team Corps. It's Team it's, it's Team Yeah. That's its kryptonite.
0: <laughs> I, I will say, yeah, for, for Series 1 standards, Body Habit is gorgeous. It's yes. such a it's
1: such a nice yeah. looking thing, isn't it? What I think is an interesting thing about a body hammer is that it took probably one of the most awkward and weird shape designs and made, and it, made work. it work. It was a code. it was, like,
2: it, was yeah, a it, it does cone. look like the end of a sort of like a uh, an aeroplane's uh, sort of like propeller, you know, like yeah. a shell for a cone rifle or something. But it it does look, you know, you could see what they were going for. You know, maybe inspiration for typhoon 2 i don't know but Maybe. with body hammer it, it is definitely a, it's an unusual design because the rest of the robots is all like either boxes or wedges or you know uh, very odd we'll, which we'll there is to- a certain there is a certain robot in this uh yeah which we'll, i believe we'll, we need to mention we'll, we'll get to that uh, in a second yeah, but we'll yeah a second. With body hammer you know it is it's it's not an odd design at all it's an unusual one yes because it's not a box or a wedge but it's, it's unusual, but interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's one of the, the beautiful things about Robot Wars compared to, say, BattleBots, is that you still get these wacky and out-there designs. I mean, let's take Jellyfish, for example, in the modern series, or Nuts, for example, in the modern series. You still get those machines that are a bit left-field. You know, you don't really think they're going to be that effective, and yet they can be. You know, they, they, And then they...
2: there's Series 7, which didn't have many of those at all.
0: Well... The, 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 show, the, the show was in a difficult place at that point, wasn't it? It was, you know, it wasn't easy. Yeah, it was on Channel Five. <laughs> say, say,
1: say, no say, say no more. Say no more. Say no more. That's, that's um, probably
2: about as difficult a place you can
1: get. Yeah, it's it's not. You're not wrong. That that that, that is literally the job centre on television. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Crazy, they were on the doll for that series. That's
2: what, That's what. It's uh, only slightly more than doll money, I think, is your actual I, pay. I, I, well,
0: I will. I will say pay. though, you know. Back on topic slightly, you know, Body Hammer was a spectacular, tacky-looking thing, in, in Series Two as well. I know a lot of people don't like the Series Two version, but I quite like it a lot. Um, I like. I thought the
1: Series Two version was better in my opinion. Yeah, it oh, like oh, was. Well,
0: it was. It was very unlucky in its heat, and uh, it's a shame that we didn't get to see more of it. Uh, the other robot of, of which Chris was alluding to in in Heat Five, which was quite uh, interesting, was Psycho what Sprout. Was oh, no,
2: okay. no, no. It's Pie <laughs> Show Sprout. Thank you. Pie, 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 pie Show Sprout. Do you see the results table at the end of the labyrinth?
0: Yeah, it's... Pyshow Sprout. Pyshow Sprout. I'll tell you what, Psycho Great Sprout's... Job. Psycho Great Sprout's job. wonderful. It's literally a giant fiberglass sphere with a remote control car inside it. It's fan-bloody-wonderful, isn't it?
2: <laughs> well, it's certainly difficult. It certainly would be if, you know, I mean, if it wasn't a lightweight competitor and they had maybe something stronger, uh, you know, uh, sort like... Stronger armament and sort of like a stronger sort of RC car in the middle or something, like something like heavier, or whatever. That'd be pretty difficult to beat. It's a giant ball. <laughs> exactly. How would you beat a giant ball? Like, how do you that, win with that, a giant That'd ball. be how axes get into it because Flipper can't do anything about it. You know, wedges wouldn't. I mean, the real problem with Psycho Sprout was the fact that it was lightweight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. True. Things. The way I, the way I look at it, right is it would just be like pushing around a giant football. So it would be It's a Katamari. Yeah. See, the thing is, the way way I look at this, right, I mean, can you really call it a robot? It's a remote-controlled car in a shell. Yeah. It's completely daft. It's completely silly. It's completely stupid. It was never going to work, and I bloody love it.
2: (laughs) Yes, Anderson, you can call it a robot. It was in a series called Robot Wars. No. (laughs) No.
1: True. I have to say that it's... If you could call Demolisher a robot, I guess you can call this a robot. But... Yeah,
2: technically, yeah, Demolisher was the same. It was just something on an RC. So it was,
1: so it was Beefcake as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much. much. It was, yeah, it
2: was, uh, Beefcake uh, won the hearts of the nation. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> so no, no, no,
2: not many remembers RC Warrior in comparison to Beefcake.
0: Because Beefcake won. Yeah, Beefcake oh, was bad. great. <laughs> it was great. Um... You know, Psycho Sprout it's again it offers that sort of thing which with Robot Wars you get where it's just like why not do something stupid and crazy like that and and enter it? You know? That's Psycho
1: Sprout is. Psycho Sprout is when you're it's two o'clock in the morning and you realize that's enough internet for me for today. (laughs) What too (laughs) much watching cat videos and saw traps, yes. It's like, it's, it's like when it's like, you know, for, I don't know if you guys have done this, but I'll be there, you know, I will just like, you know, I, I might look up a fa- like a TV show I'm interested in or something like that. And then three hours later, I'll be like, why am I looking up 1920s fatal diseases? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, how do I get to this stage? And this is exactly the same with Psycho's Pal. We've had everything. We've had boxes, we've had wedges, we've had saws, we've had, you know, you know Japanese Tanto blade axes. You've had fans that blow steam out of your way and now we have this an RC <laughs> car and a ball it's literally a hamster ball, know, ball for RC it's cars t- <laughs> it's ball. it's hamster it
0: ball it's genuinely wonderful um i think we'll move on to the final heat of the uh of the first series which obviously had the uh, grand final rumble at the end of it as well uh which is quite quite a novel way of deciding the the winner of the first series i think but um the first there's no real memorable competitors except for tracy and elvis tracy will start with Again, quite, uh, quite different in the sense that it was invertible, and not many machines at the time were.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, I guess you could count Psycho Sprout as being invertible, but were there <laughs> any other I don't
0: think there was many other Well, it in wouldn't be
2: immobilised because, because its wheels, quote unquote, won't be able to reach the floor,
0: will it? No. I will say, Tracy, had it not got pinned on Cunning Plan, could well have won the whole thing.
1: Oh yeah, in, yeah. In, in the first series, You see that's one I, we'll get a bit more of this in, towards the the final battle. But I will say this: apart, of, I'll, I'll be honest, I was joking earlier Apart from cunning plan, let's be. I, I, that's one thing I really like about this. Like, I mean, most series, the grand final, the final four, very much you could sort of had an inkling of who you thought would win. Yeah, this series, I think, was the closest it could possibly be to a case of holy shit. I don't know who can win this. Yeah, I mean, you have the... Again, I'll get more into it in a bit later, but yeah, that, that's basically the way I look at it. And Tracy definitely was a big part of that, because Tracy was in its own respect, a very good robot for the time. It
0: was very it, quick.
1: It was very quick for the time. It was invertible. It even got like, you know, like, um, even had prisms on its side, so it couldn't get stuck on its side.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's it's weapon... For, for static spikes, its weaponry was deadly. Yeah. At,
2: especially with then, uh, something that... Uh, especially uh, with its Spikes Um, with some of the robots uh, before they started sorting out, possibly like uh, spike guards or just pop them inside. Exposed wheels were pretty much dead when Tracy got in there.
0: Yeah, as as was
1: indicated. Look look at Prince of Darkness, for example. That's very true. And. And another thing I Trace is I know it didn't do very well in the Gauntlet and the Trials because of reception problems. But again, it, it had a relatively high ground clearance. It was quick. It was well-driven. It had the spikes to control balls. I think personally, had its reception issues been sorted, again, a bit like Killotron, I think it was a robot that was actually all around built for all purposes in in the early series of Robot Wars. Yeah,
0: it, could, yeah. it, it, could, it was built to win, clearly.
1: Yes, yes, and the fact that it was built by a school, nonetheless, as well, again, is pretty respectable. And I don't know if you guys know this, but it wasn't on the actual show. But uh, one of the guys from the Inbetweeners actually was in, was part of the school.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, Joe class the school. Joe Thomas. That, that's it. Yes, he he was um, actually part of the team of students who actually built Tracy. He didn't get. Uh, he didn't get on the show, but he was one of the yep. rovers behind building it. So yeah. that's one good thing you've done, mate. Well done.
0: Yeah. Well done. Oh, come on, the Inbetweeners <laughs> is funny. Um, oh, it was nah, rubbish. I don't watch that. So. <laughs> it was um, crap.
1: It was crap. Sorry. I
0: th- I th- <laughs> I th- arguably, El- Elvis is uh, is the other notable machine in this heat. Obviously, it, it was it's... so so wonderfully designed and like not, not necessarily wonderfully engineered, but it's wonderful, wonderful to look at. It's such a lovely looking thing. <laughs> I, bl- I believe the
2: term <laughs> for Elvis uh, when it comes to like being a, uh, a performer in World wars is wonderfully bad but wonderful.
0: Yes. It did okay in Series 2, to be fair.
2: Yeah, we're talking about Series 2. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, I think... It's stuck on a ramp, for God's sakes. It had a very small ground clearance, didn't it? It was was very, very small. But um, but
1: what I like, what I think's funny is that it could raise that ground clearance to, like, a foot high because it's lifting, like, um, its, its outer shell was its weapon. Which, yeah. again, fair play, that was original for its time.
0: Yeah, but. It wasn't very really good, but it was original. Yeah, it was good, yeah. <laughs> um, move on to the grand final, which, again, was the six heat winners in a giant rumble together, including poor Cunning Plan in its uh, furtherweight, guys. It was a fun fight. Um, Roblox pretty much dominated the whole thing, and nothing could get near it because Tracy was pinned on poor old Cunning Plan, taking them both out. Recyclops' yeah. chain gave up, Robert the Bruce got flipped, and Body Hammer just kind of ambled around doing pretty much nothing um it was it was a good fun fight you know it was it was quite cool as well at the time to see six robots together in in one fight yeah yeah
1: i, um, I i'll just go back to what i was saying a moment ago i do still think that the overall winner had tracy not been beat so i still think robot would have been the overall winner that's just me personally i know it's a debate but i like i say actually going into that battle for the first time, because like I said, when I first watched this, I was 14. I wasn't, I wasn't a little kid anymore. You know, I, I knew more about robot combat. I knew a lot more about electronics and shit like that. So of course, looking into it in more in depth, obviously I knew, I knew kind of had no bloody chance. I did, I knew we didn't have a hope chance. You know, hope in hell. But the other five could have all have potentially been champions. Mm-hmm. And that's again, it's not some. I mean, like you know, every series after this, you know, I mean, for example, what okay, there were some surprises. Like I never would have put Panic Attack was winning series two. But at the same time, nobody went into that grand final thinking that Cassius wasn't going to be the champion. Yeah. Nobody went into Series 3's final without thinking that either Chaos Two or hypnotist could win. No one into Series 4's grand final without thinking that Chaos Two could win it a second time because it just dominated the series up to that point. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that. You know, everybody thought, knew that it was going to be Razor's year. Finally, in Series Five, everyone knew that. Oh, everyone thought they knew that Razor would win it again in Series Six. Meanwhile. And even today, I mean, who thought, that you know, when Carbide went through to the grand final all three times, I can guarantee you that the most of people people thought Carbide. Who would have thought that
0: Nuts would have beaten Carbide, let's face it?
1: Yeah, exactly. But still, you know, there was the thought that, you know, it was very heavily one-sided thought on one robot winning, or two robots winning. This is the closest I think it's ever been to it literally being, Jesus Christ, anyone's game. Yeah, it's anyone's game. Bark on, plan bless it. Yeah. But even then, they, I mean, like I said, they technically took out a robot. They killed themselves in doing it, but still,
0: yeah, they they played their part. Um, Chris, anything to add to the grand final fight? Yeah, it was
2: um, it was good. It was good. <laughs> um, the re- really, <laughs> hang on, I'm not finished. This is my opener. Open opener, then you go, to, then you go to the mid bit, and then you go to the end. You know, yeah. speeches. No, no, go
0: on, no, go
2: on. I had to make one for your wedding, Anderson. Sir. From the <laughs> yes. Sorry. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, but um, yeah, so yeah, it was definitely a, a, a good final, and um, it was, it was just a shame about Cunning Plan and Tracy because if they were both, if, if that didn't happen, I'm not, I'm not going to say the result would have changed too much. But the fight would have. The fight definitely would have. Um, yeah. yeah, we could have had you know like maybe Tracy versus Robot the Bruce. Uh, maybe Cunning Plan tries to give Robot a go, goes on to the uh, to the to the wedge and just goes flying. You know that would have been. <laughs> it, it certainly would have been a more entertaining one if that if that um, altercation with Tracy and uh, Cunning Plan didn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Overall, pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. And for for, for, for series one, pretty good. And I think that pretty much rounds up Series One in general. I mean, you know I think we as we've said already, it hasn't aged well. I will always no. have a soft spot for Series One, you know, because it's where everything started, it's how it's how, you know, people sort of got gained an interest. Obviously Series Two was much bigger, there's a lot more entrance, so on and so forth. Series one, for me, it showed that this was a, a viable Think you know it, it offered a lot of interesting you know interesting matchups with say Water's Cyclops, and in general it's just a really it's it's not a terrible watch. If, if you haven't seen series one already, I recommend you go and do it and just see you know for, for say knowledge's sake. But it's it's nice to see where everything sort of started in the UK for for robot combat in general. You know, obviously without Robot Wars, none of us three would have met personally. Um, oh, well. I you know obviously. I'm now involved with a team, and then I would never have met those guys without Robot Wars. You know, I'm good friends with those guys now. It, it's as a result of this show, this crazy, crazy show about fighting robots that cost thousands and thousands of pounds to build. It's offered a whole new community to people that you know they wouldn't know each other. And I think, as a result of that, I think it needs to be celebrated. I, I feel like it's an absolute shame that the, the spirit that this show has brought. Two people is now no longer here. I think that's I think that's an absolute crime, and I really hope that another channel other than BBC Two pick up World Wars and give it the respect that it deserves.
2: Not Channel Five though.
1: <laughs> not Channel Five though. No, no, I I, I agree one hundred percent there with Sam. I mean, like you said, I mean, it's not just a case of us. I mean, we you know we're not just three guys who just you know talk to each other occasionally over the internet and call each other friends. These two guys, I consider two of my best friends. You know, Aww. both of them were at my wedding. Sam Sam was one of my groomsmen, and Bastarath, P- Chris he was my best man. Yeah. You know, that, and this show brought us together. I mean, you know, I, 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 it's it's one of those things. Like with Robot Wars, is that it brings people from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of different hobbies, together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it bring it brings families together. You know, look at look at um series 10 with uh, iron ore 6 you know the Grimm family yeah. I didn't know that Gilbert Grimm and his dad didn't really have much in common and the fact that he turned around and said that, that Robot Wars is a way and an excuse for him and his son and his family, his now grandson to spend time together mm. it's one of the most beautiful things I think that you could ever imagine mm-hmm. that a form of entertainment can bring you and it again like Sam said without this series we never would have had it Mm -hmm. And this series isn't perfect, but in my opinion, no series is.
0: Yeah.
1: And at the end end of the day, without this series, we wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have carbide. We wouldn't have eruption. We wouldn't have, you know, Thor because if there was nothing there to inspire to begin with, then there wouldn't be anything to get inspired.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the way it goes. Yeah.
0: Chris, anything to add about Series 1?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was golden. No, it's... Uh, th- th- <laughs> man, a few words, finally. Um, yeah, pretty much, I, w- I was going to uh, I had a bunch of things ready to say, but... Um, you guys have already said them. <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> Sorry, go. Yes. And the last thing I want is to repeat, you know, and, 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 and everything like that. Um, so... Um, yeah, Series 1 was... Uh, yeah, it was it, it was a good base uh, for uh, Robot Wars to build on for uh, previous series... Uh, for later series.
0: Anyway, I think that pretty much rounds up. Nice uh, sort of walk-down memory lane of se- Robot Wars Series 1, the very first series. I hope you all enjoyed it. At some point, we will delve into Series 2. I don't entirely know when that will be. We've got something else planned uh, in a couple of weeks. Obviously, we mentioned at the start of the video that BattleBots has returned. We are going to discuss... ABC 1 and 2 BattleBots and we will do a a giantly long preview of uh, ABC no sorry not ABC Discovery Channel's BattleBots uh, Season 3
1: please pray for my poor broken soul
0: it's not that bad <laughs> come on now it's, 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 it's going it's to be a lot of good fun I'm I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, BattleBots Season 3 anyway I've been Samalit64 I've
1: been Anderson on 132 and I'm me I'm Astra.
0: <laughs> and uh, myself and Anderson we'll see you next time for our review of ABC's BattleBots Series 1, or Season 1, as it's uh, known in the States. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.